he, as Brother Neville was making those announcements, uh, Brother Moore was saying the other day, talking of the Spirit of the Lord came in, coming into the building. He said it got so great in there to... I thought the rapture had come, and so I looked around, I seen the others sitting here, said, no, it hasn't come yet, because if, uh, if they're still here, then I know I'm still here. <laughs> Amen. So, sometimes the Spirit of the Lord gets that good to us. We're so glad to have many friends. Uh, we see in the building too many to try to mention. I just happened to notice coming to the door, Brother Carpenter, the man that married wife and I together, Brother Carpenter, it's been a great blessing to us here at the church. And has um, uh, been a blessing to us in the way of the ministry. He preaches any, most anywhere. And we're glad to have him in with oh, so many others. Now, there's another question here that was given me last evening. Brother Benham, are the five foolish virgins of Matthew 25 counted as the Gentile remnant? I understand that the five foolish virgins were saved but have to go through the Great Tribulation period. Is this correct? If so, what will be their final destination? Could they be the sheep which are divided from the goats in Matthew 25, 33, and 34? Pretty good theologian, according to what I think of too, that they are the remnant, the sleeping virgin, is the remnant, spoke of in Revelation, of the woman's seed that keeps the commandments of God and has a testimony of Jesus Christ. A woman will take a, a piece of goods and lay it down. Well, now that is what she's cutting her, uh, takes her pattern and lays anywhere she desires, which way she's going to cut that. And then what she has left over is called the remnant. But she chooses to cut it from a certain place by her own free thinking. But what's left over is called the remnant. Now, if you notice, there were five foolish and five wise virgins. All of them as virgins, made out of the same material. But by election, God chose his bride by election before the foundation of the world. Put their names on the Lamb's Book of Life, slain before the foundation of the world. Before the world ever began, God in his mind being infinite and we use the word sometimes as predestination, but it's a sure hanger in this uh, church age that we live in. It was certainly a great thing used in the days of the martyrs, because they certainly believed it. But it's got away from it now to the legalist ideas. The legalist teaching in the church which come, which was a good thing, because all of it had gone Calvinistic in England until they didn't even have revivals anymore, and John Wesley come along preaching the Armenian doctrine, which balanced it up. God will always balance it up. So then, the foolish virgin was the one who did not have oil in her lamp that I believe that was cast out into outer darkness, whether it be weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. And if you'll compare that or your footnote, it'll run it right back again to the Great Tribulation. And I think they're the ones that stays back and goes through the Great Tribulation. Quite a lesson there. We had time to go into it. If you... Now, remember, I've said it the first way when you hear the tapes. Uh, these things is just according to the way I believe them to be right. See? Now, if they're wrong, I don't, uh, I don't know they are. Uh, and I can only say what I believe, and I don't mean to hurt anyone's 
feelings. We must just lay them aside when we come in and then take the thing that's been said and search it and see if it's really the Scriptures or not. That's the best way to do it. And because in a day like we're living in now, in a nation where it's been gleaned over and over and over and over by all kinds of everything, well, it's hard to get people to really just grasp it like it is in a virgin territory. You tell them, they believe it, that's the way it goes on. But now, one will come along with this idea, one will come along with this idea, and we got about 900 and something different denominational churches, and each one contrary teaching to the other, and there's got to be somebody wrong and somebody right. So now the only proof of it is, is bring it back to the Bible. That's the Bible. Now, many times people put their own interpretation, but we try the very best that we can not to put any human interpretation on it, just read it like it is and say that's the way it is. And then I've always noticed if you'll take just what he said, it'll make everything dovetail just exactly right in the Scripture. It's almost like putting a jigsaw puzzle together. You have to look at the pattern before you can get the puzzle together right. If you don't, I always said you'd have a, in your scene, you'd have a cow picking grass on top of a tree. So it just wouldn't look right. And if we just let the Holy Spirit, who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit. Moved on man and wrote the Bible. Then without the Holy Spirit, no matter how well you're educated, you'll never understand it. Because even Jesus thanked God that he had hid it from the eyes of the wise and prudent and would reveal it to babes such as would learn. And every one of the disciples were more or less illiterate and unlearned people, but one, and that was Paul. And Paul said he had to forget all he ever known in order to find Christ. So he told the Corinthian church that he didn't come with the wisdom of man and great speech because then their, their faith would be in the wisdom of man, but he came to them in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit that their faith would rest upon the works of the 